Hi, this is Radha, your host at Galactic Goddess Podcast. And this evening, we're going to talk about the Divine Masculine, the rise of the Divine Masculine, and the fall of the patriarchy. Sounds dramatic, because it is. It's very dramatic because it's happening. And, you know, what is a divine masculine? You hear this term. I use it a lot and I, I'm i very happy because this term is a positive term and a positive turn in events for the masculine. Now... You know, the feminine has a divine feminine aspect, right? So both of them, the divine masculine and the divine feminine, both live within each and every one of us. We have an aspect of ourself, which is representative of the masculine aspect. And an aspect that is the feminine aspect and um, of course you know it doesn't matter what gender you are it's everyone has both inside of them you know we can relate to one more than the other which most people do and we're really coming to a place now where There's an awakening inside. It's a silent revolution. And you can feel it. You feel it. If you're listening to this, and I know you feel it. You know what I'm talking about. It's the dynamic shift that's going on within your being right now. You know, we've been going through Mercury retrograde and... um, All of us have been going through this purging of the pain and the the past, you know. So we're really clearing out not only our own stuff, but lineage, lineage. So the masculine, beautiful, wonderful masculine whom I love and adore has been through so very much and even if they haven't been to war their ancestors have their forefathers have and that energetic imprint is definitely running through their veins and it's probably something that they're purging or reckoning with whether they know it or not because these energy imprints are downloaded to us. Trauma is downloaded to us. We are like computer systems. We get downloaded with, you know, the the mother mother hard drive, right? We get downloaded when when our computer is made inside of us. We are taking the motherboard and the fatherboard And we are being imprinted with data into our DNA. 
And this data carries seven potent generations of lineage, pain, uh, memories, even gifts, attributes. But being that this world has been a world of war for so long, most all of our forefathers have experienced war, have been touched by war, have experienced the fear and the fight or flight and the trauma and the loss of war. I know my grandfathers have been touched by war. And, you know, my my grandfather in the Philippines, he fought in the Vietnam War for America. And so both of my grandparents, grandfathers, were fighters. Um, That's just what you did to be a man. That's what you did. You didn't ask why. (laughs) You were told to take orders and you took them. And, you know, these men never got the, the, the aftercare. Rarely did they get the aftercare that they needed simply because, you know, we didn't know how to handle men that come from war. And this war is still raging inside men. You know, it's a silent war. It's this it's this darkness and it's not that it's it's not that there's a judgment there okay no it just is because it's an energy imprint just like the feminine have had the the feminine wound imprint of the witch hunts of the priestesses who were pushed out of their temples and trampled on and their temples destroyed you know and then the churches building on top of them I know I remember I even have past life I remember running from a temple myself and being and being persecuted in many lifetimes not just once for for having my divine feminine qualities things that I've tried to hide my whole life that I was afraid of sharing because if I did well my cellular memory knows the consequence so you have to understand there's always a conversation going on inside the body And the body wants to do anything it can to survive, to feel safe. And it doesn't want to go through that pain again, that trauma. And so it causes, you know, a restlessness, a a hunger, a desire, an insatiable hunger to fill these voids of our of our forefathers and and in due respect you know uh you know not saying anything to disrespect those who have fought at by any means okay i'm just saying that there is trauma and it's undeniable and if you hear that snoring that is my dog dreaming about 
<laughs> beef jerky right now. So, um, and so we are talking about this because the men, beautiful, wonderful men, are going through such epic transformation in a way that I think can be very confusing for them where they don't understand why am I feeling more emotional why I've never had like access to this why do I feel like I want to cry or I feel so angry I feel so angry and I'm I feel confused about what's going on. I work with men. I have worked with men in my practice, not as not as much as I do with women, simply because most men do not want to be in a position where they are vulnerable, even if they are getting uh, help and even if they have a sacred container. And I think the reason why is because men have been taught to be strong, to be macho, to be dominant, to never show weakness. And this armor, as I call it, this armor, which, you know, in a way they've been cornered into putting on, because of the way other men treat them if they show their vulnerability you know it's it's a hard thing to understand but I think it's very challenging it's been very challenging from what I've heard in my sessions for men I feel very deep compassion because the fathers of these men push them to be tough be a man, grow up, boys don't cry, you gotta show her who's in charge, all of this, all of these messages that were implanted, downloaded into the hard drive of the masculine ended up doing nothing but hurting them, hurting them. Because they could not access their true heart. They could not access their truth of who they are. And this is, this is just talking about the universal pain that men feel and experience. Because their voices, their, their feminine voices as well, their inner feminine And their divine masculine voices have not had a chance to be heard and to be held and to be witnessed. And I always say we all need a sacred witness from time to time because we don't transform necessarily without a sacred witness. That is why women come together in these groups and gatherings. That's why we, 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 we share our stories and, and our pain 
to another woman because that is a sacred witness. And through the eyes of another woman, there is a transformation that happens. And this is the same with men. And I found, you know, in the in the sessions when we're in a room and there is that sacred space, the container, the safe container where a man can really let down their guard, that there is this beaming light that comes and emanates from their eyes. Even if there are tears coming down their face, there is this beautiful radiance and a freedom that I've witnessed many times because they have the space to breathe breathe into their truth breathe into their heart and and just to be seen without any expectation but just to be seen as they are And there's a healing in that. And it's a beautiful, beautiful experience and transformation that happens when there is a sacred witness. And so men universally around the world are seeing this fall of, of this macho masculine, the toxic masculine. And when I talk about this, I'm, I'm not, you know, really thinking of anyone in particular. I'm really just thinking of the model that they've had to uh, follow. The model that you do anything to get to the top that you disregard everyone's feelings and your own. You gotta toughen up. You gotta do what you gotta do. And there is no possibility of being <laughs> being in union with your own divine self because the cut off is so deep and so painful. I think and experienced in sessions that men are often afraid to reconnect because they're afraid that if they do, it will be overwhelming. It will be unbearable that they're going to break inside. To which I say, you can't, you can never break. You can never break because the pieces that you thought were broken, the pieces that you thought or the fear of the of the pieces being broken it's it's an illusion we have to shatter yeah the old paradigm and i call that the false ego not the authentic self maybe the false ego shatters it happens to all of us in our journey my false ego has died a thousand deaths and each time it gets me closer to my own true divine feminine 
the goddess that lives inside of me. And so that is also available to the masculine. There is no shame. No shame in being vulnerable. It doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you very strong because it shows a level of confidence. It shows that you are able to believe in yourself enough to speak your real authentic truth without having to hide or cover up or wear a mask or put on a suit that your father or forefather gave you or that the society told you you had to wear in order to be lovable, in order to be the man that you are supposed to be. You can be very masculine and very strong and very mentally able and have feelings. I say this because I've heard men in sessions express that they are, uh, they fear the feminine emotions. They think it is a sign of like when women cry and um, it's almost like they think that's the crazy that having emotions means you are crazy. If you feel you are crazy, oh, she's on her period, she's crazy, you know, she's a woman, she's crazy, she's hormonal, she's crazy. So, you know, that's part of the feminine wound, the witch hunts where women were considered crazy witches. And then, you know, later down the road, turned into bitch. That's a whole other story. But the fear, the fear of being connected to that wild feminine aspect, that that means they're out of control because they're feeling emotions which their ego cannot grasp. And you can have deep and wild emotions and it doesn't mean you have to go ballistic and do violent things it's a feeling feelings come and go but I, I, I am seeing and experiencing that men are indeed starting the unraveling process of the old ties and the old bondages that held them to this unrealistic standard that cut them off from themselves. So, Divine Masculine, I invite you I invite you to breathe into your heart. Take a deep breath with me. And release. Take another deep breath. 
and release all the stuck and stagnant energy. This time breathe all the way down to your toes. Breathe in. And breathe out all the toxic energy you've been holding on to from your forefathers, the pain, the shame, the guilt, the fear. (sighs) Breathing it out, letting it go, making more room in your body. And just notice how you feel. Just that simple act of taking a breath. The intention of creating more room inside of you so that you can embody yourself. Not having to fill all those spaces with addictions or there's so many addictions, you know. You know, we all know. We all know what those empty spaces feel like. Ravenous. And we want to start filling them with your own light. Your own beauty. Without turning away from any of the darkness that's coming up. That is where you get to be your own sacred witness. Not by denying any pain or denying something is coming forward it wants recognition it wants to be seen it wants to be acknowledged so that it can indeed move on surrendering the art of surrendering it's so beautiful to surrender when we hold on to so many people's ideas so much of the stuff that isn't even ours we're walking around with like trash bags thinking all this is ours right no let it go cut it loose surrender surrender the beauty and the power and surrender You know, we all want to hold on to things. I have wanted to hold on to so many things in my life. So many things. And, you know, I've learned to let go of what no longer serves me, even if it's painful, because I know that in the long term it's going to feel better, that the lighter I can get, the more I can surrender, forgive, and surrender, the better that I feel. And, you know, as a feminine, I've had to do so much work around my divine feminine within me because, you know, she was shattered broken as as I said earlier nothing's really broken but there was a shattering that occurred for me at a very young age and that shattering happens for so many people 
but those pieces were never useless. I made a beautiful mosaic and art out of my life. I recreated myself a thousand times over and I'll probably recreate myself again a thousand times over because I'm an artist. I keep taking the pieces and moving them around and recreating something new, something more magnificent that feels more aligned to who I truly am in this now moment because I'm connected to me and I know I know I'm the most important person in my life and I know that I can't go on believing everything that people tell me, even people that love me because my truth, my inner truth has to be louder and stronger and more in tune with who I am. I've tried. I've tried to listen to other people's beliefs, you know? I tried to fit that mold that I was told to be the Barbie. The Barbie. And guess what? Barbie almost killed me. Trying to embody Barbie? That is not even real. Just like, you know, G.I. Joe isn't real. They're plastic. Okay, we're not. We're organic beings and we need to be sensitive to that. I try to emanate the false goddess, the one whom was beautiful on the outside but dead on the inside, wanting to be a pleaser to others, making others' thoughts more important than my own. And it was killing me quite slowly, but also diligently. My heart, my mind, my spirit. And she took me far from myself. And so that was my egoic death when she died, when I had my operation, I had my breasts and plants removed, I took back my body, my mind, my heart, my soul. I said those beliefs that I was given, they're lies. And I saved my own life because I chose to be in my truth rather than living up to someone else's expectations of me their desires of me, their needs of me. I made myself more important even when I was on my deathbed. And through the fall of the false goddess that I went through, I rose in the truth of who I am. Of course, there's many truths and we're always evolving, but I mean, this mask I was wearing was gone and here I was, vulnerable, very vulnerable, without the identity I had clung to in the past, that is, that was who I was to everyone, but who was I to myself? And what did I truly want in my life for me 
for me to experience, not for other people to experience me as this. And so I use this as a reflection, as an example, because masculine is going through the same thing. Their armor is falling and they feel vulnerable. I feel scary. Who am I? Who am I without this armor? I've been wearing my whole life. My breast implants were my armor, protecting my heart from being seen, protecting anyone from literally getting close to my heart. They could not touch it. And suddenly, without that armor, my heart was exposed and open and vulnerable. And I had to trust that my vulnerability was my saving grace. That I know through the ability to feel deeper, even the pain that I went through in the process brought me closer to myself and gave me the confidence because when you are in alignment and you're not betraying yourself you can't help but feel more confident it's not that you're suddenly perfect okay it's not suddenly that um, you've hit nirvana it's that even in my imperfections I loved myself when I looked in the mirror and I saw my scars across my chest I loved myself because I said you know what you you did something brave you did something to save you to make your life more meaningful and better and you know the person that's going to love you It's going to love your scars, too. Yeah. The person that's going to love you is going to love your scars, too. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have scars inside, outside. And I wear my scars with great pride, knowing that that was an act of self-love. And the most courageous thing I've ever done. And so as we reflect back to you. And the divine masculine. In your epic journey. I want to share with you a dream. That I had. Two nights ago. Because it was very symbolic. For what I feel is happening with the collective. I was on set and I was acting and my co-star was Ryan Gosling and you know, no, I don't have a crush on him. It's just, he's very symbolic of like the masculine because I've heard, you know, um, so many women talk about him so many times, but it wasn't a sexual dream. It was actually, we were acting and, um, We were standing face to face, and then I looked down at his body, 
I couldn't see it. Couldn't see his body. His body was completely from head, not to from head, you could see his head, but from his neck down to his toe was a cylinder of cement. He was so blocked that he couldn't move forward, that he couldn't even interact with me in the scene. And I was wondering, how are we going to, how are we going to move forward with this scene? How are we going to be able to be co-stars in this? Because you can't even move. You're stuck. You're stuck in this heavy cement that is preventing you from moving forward. And I just looked in his eyes with the greatest just compassion because he was smiling like, I can't do anything. This is where I am right now. And then suddenly... He fell backwards, and I ran, and I tried to catch him, but he just, boom. And the entire cement cylinder broke open, and his body was able to be free, to be sovereign from the confines of this huge block that had been on him, weighing him down, causing him to not be fully self-expressed as he could be, to not be in his truth. And I put my hand under his head because I was worried about his head falling and hitting the ground and I was sort of softly um, caressing his hair. And I looked into his eyes and he smiled and I said, are you okay? And he just said, yes, I am. I'm free. And then it was the next, you know, scene. You know how dreams are. It just sort of goes boom, boom. We were in another room and we were acting. And he was so happy so happy he could move his arms and we were we were so delighted because we could you know we were going to do the scene it was going to be so great and um and it was just like this sense of joy and we were sort of celebrating like it was interesting because uh you know it was on set nobody else could uh or nobody else really knew the ins like the inside um conversation we were having that he was freed up to be himself, to truly be who he is. You know, what is an actor? They, they're an artist. They're free to move, to express, to share, to cry, to laugh, all of it, right? You want to live all of it, not just one dimension of being the stereotypical man that you have you have to be according to society right <laughs> no no what makes a man beautiful 
is his ability to connect to his heart, to his mind, to his soul, to be able to stand for himself and for others, for what's right, to know the difference between what is right and what is not, to be connected to his own virtues and his own divinity, connected to source. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. Doesn't matter what about the looks. I'm talking about beauty of the soul. I'm talking about eyes sparkling. I'm talking about freedom. Freedom. Freedom to tear up. Freedom to say, this is how I feel. Freedom to be who you truly are. And I just wanted to share that dream because it's it's really been coming to me lately. I had three dreams so far representing different archetypes of the divine masculine. And no, I am not saying that Ryan Gosling is the archetype of the divine masculine. He only served, you know, um, just as an example. And so, you know, it's about embodying yourself. And by the way, Ryan Gosling is a seems like a really wonderful man. He's married and loves his wife, loves his children. And so my subconscious probably thought that's a really great human being. That's a beautiful thing to see, especially in Hollywood, you know. A beautiful, respectable and honorable thing. And that's what really showed up in my dream was the way that the feminine and the masculine were really honoring each other, respecting each other, seeing each other. And it wasn't a blinded, like a blinded, lustful thing. It was just authentic. It was just, um, really just seeing like the soul, right? That's so beautiful and it's so underrated. How often do you stand in front of somebody and just look at them and just see the sparkle in their eyes and see the beauty of their soul? It's so underrated because when you do, you cannot help but love someone. I took a course in the art of living meditation course and one of the things we had to do is to just sit in front of another um, every person in the class we switched partners we had to sit in front of every single person and just look into their eyes for like five minutes without saying a word and you won't believe the tears that come when you simply acknowledge another in a way without projections, without 
projecting your stuff onto them. Something happens, something shifts. You start to see yourself in them and they start to see themselves in you. We realize, wow, we have a connection. I fell in love with everyone in the room. And no, I'm not talking about romantic. I mean, I felt their heart. I felt their soul. I felt the beauty of their being because they let me look inside of them. And I let them look inside of me without flinching, without hiding, without pretending, allowing each other in because we didn't have any motive. We just were presencing each other as part of this meditation. It's called being brave. It's called being bold. And this... And this time that we live in, you know, um, a time of like Tinder where you just swipe the heck out of people, we don't put a value on each other. We don't see each other. We just see cute, not cute. Um, and, and that's it. That's how we're being trained. And so we want to step outside that paradigm of just swiping each other out of each other's lives and it's not that you have to choose everyone but it's just a way of keeping humanity and allowing humanity to grow inside of us it's called feeling (laughs) and you know of course it's you know what it feels great to not have so many feelings sometimes um I am a double Pisces, so I am I am a deep emotional woman and I feel everything deeply. Joy, sadness, anger. You know, I'm feisty. I have all of the emotions. Um and that's just how I was made. How I was created. Can't deny who I am. I can't deny who I am. It's just I had to accept that. I wasn't one of those people that could just glaze over and not feel, you know, and so, uh, you know, I tried running for my feelings. I had addictions and all kinds of stuff, but in the end, numbing out didn't make it better. Numbing out just prolonged the pain and you can numb out in many different ways, food, sex, alcohol, drugs, um, pornography, TV, video games, um, Tinder, whatever, okay? It doesn't matter. The whole point is that game, the game we play with ourselves, the numbing out game, not serving anymore. I mean, yes, it's good to indulge here and there. It's good to have pleasure and enjoy life. But if you're using any of these things as a way of escaping the truth of your being or your feelings, it all catches up. You can either deal with it in one huge garbage pile or you can take out the trash every day, you know. That's how it is. It's all up to you. 
but I found that I want to deal with things as they come because even if it's hard, even if I feel deeply, I want to work through it for myself because I know when I go to bed that night, I'm going to feel better. You know, I'll feel better because I'm dealing with things head on and um, it feels good. And so the masculine is being confronted with these feelings they maybe never have felt before. They're like, what is this? I don't want to be crazy. I don't want (laughs) to, what does this mean? Am I weak? No. No, you are not weak. You're magnificent. And if you are feeling your heart, if you are in tune with your soul, if you're connecting with parts of yourself you didn't even know exist, you're awakening. You are awakening to magnificence that lives inside of you. Do not be afraid. Do not run away. Stay with it. Be with it. Talk to it. What do you need? How can I help you? Because we are multi-dimensional. That's why I choose to look at everything in a holistic way. I have found that working with hundreds of clients that there is it's not just a one pony show you you know I realize they have inner child there's different voices it's not like it's not like schizophrenic I mean the different voices different parts of us all exist right the shadow inner child the mother the father the lover Divine masculine, divine feminine. It's all inside of us. All inside of us. And when you stop running and take a seat at the table, you'll find. beautiful, interesting parts of you. I'm still, I still learn about my my inner child and what she needs and what she wants. And her voice is very different than, than, you know, another aspect, like another goddess archetype, say Venus, right? I can be very strong and independent. I'm a very strong woman. There's also part of me that's very soft and tender and delicate. And there's a, there's a little girl inside of me. There are parts of you that never grow up. Your inner child is one of them. And then there are the, there are the voices of our parents. They, they're downloaded to us, you know? We are like a computer, so... That's when it's your turn to say what voice, you know, what voice is serving me and and perhaps even like what voices um, are no longer serving me 
It's not about throwing parts of you away. It's about integrating. Integrating. That's the healthy way to do things. We don't just cut parts of ourselves out and throw them away. We honor them. We look at them. We ask them what they need. We tell them no when we can no longer let them be the master inside of us. We get to choose. (laughs) It's my dog. So, Divine Masculine, I have to talk to you more about this because the shifts that are going on are so incredible, so beautiful, and so confusing for all of us sometimes, you know? We all get pulled into these waves, and we all get squeezed and purged and, you know... It's important to be more attuned to yourself now more than ever. So I invite you to just put your hand on your heart and just take a deep breath with me. And just say, I love you, I love you, I love you, even if I don't know how right now, I love you, and I'm here for you, I will be here for you, and I will listen to you, my beautiful heart. Connecting to that sacred portal because the heart is the portal to the divine when it's closed, when it's clogged, when it's shut down, shutting out all the light in the universe. It's a very lonely place to be. Open your heart to yourself first and foremost. Build that trust in you. It's a beautiful time to be alive. A beautiful time to be part of this transformation. And every single person that participates in this process is moving humanity forward. Sounds like a big deal because it is. We are at the great precipice of change in humanity and I tell you yes it will get worse before it gets better but my heart tells me it is getting better every single day and I thank you for listening thank you for joining me thank you for taking the time I honor you as you are I am sending love and appreciation your way and until next time Have a beautiful and galactic day.